Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Molly, everybody's favorite relationship podcast. You know, I'm always saying I don't want to toot my own horn, but today, like, I'm not going to toot any horns. Um, I'm going to be humble today. But if you would like to toot the horn for me, then you already know. You can do the job. (laughs) So a little bit of what's been going on with me. I don't know if you guys seen it on Instagram, but I am going on a tour with Kira, Just Mike, Trip Fontaine, and Cito Blanco. I may be coming to a city near you. Just right off the top, some of the cities I will be at is Houston, New Orleans, D.C., New York. Um, I will be having a Philly show in August. I will be in Pittsburgh on the 15th of this month. So, yeah. If you don't follow me on Instagram or follow the Instagram page or even click the link that's going to be in the description box of this page, you should so that you can stay up to date on the shows because, listen... You're going to have a good time. As far as everything else, what else what else been going on with me? Um, my man had to go to Israel for four days um, last week for a basketball team that he used to play for. And when I say absence make the heart grow fonder, it really does. Because when he came back, um, and his birthday is next week, let's just get into that also. When he came back, I just wanted to love on my man and just be up under him. And sometimes he irks and annoys me, but I just wanted to just drown him in affection. It's because I missed him. And it's because when you are around somebody every single day, like we were texting each other and flirting while he was in Israel, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you. I miss you so much. And that like, you don't get that when you live with somebody, they don't miss you because <laughs> y'all in the house all day together. But like y'all know, like if you know, you know, when it comes to my man's birthday, I like to go all out. I love to throw him a big party, but this year he begged me not to throw him a party. So I honored and respect his wishes and I surprised him and all his friends with Dave Chappelle tickets because Dave Chappelle came to Philly and I was, it was going to be a surprise. But then when I found out he had to go to Israel, I had to tell him about the damn surprise because like the flight is so long. I didn't know if he was going to be able to make it in time. He ended up getting an early flight so that he could land back in Philly at four in the morning so that he could go to the concert. And he was so freaking happy. Like He said he had such a great time. Even leading up to the concert that night, um, his friends were over, his friend and her, his wife. We pre-gamed, well, not me and the wife because we don't drink, but they pre-gamed. They had a good time. Like He just had a day that was just filled with fun, and I love that for him. I love that he had to get, he got that, um, he just had a day that was just filled with everything that he wanted to do um, and no complaints. And he said that the comedy show was hilarious. I would have went with him, but I don't think Dave Chappelle is funny. Don't fight me for this, y'all. Like, that's just not the kind of humor that I'm really into or used to. So that's what gave me the idea of making it at a guy's night out. And it worked out perfectly because they went to the bar after they had fun. Next week for his birthday, we're going to have like this, we're going to go to this like staycation place with a nice view, have a chef, get some massages like, um, and then I'm probably going to have something at the house with all his friends. That's really similar to a party, but a more watered down version of a party, but it will be a birthday cake there. Um, <laughs> my son is excited that school is almost over. My daughter, ever, it's like ever since my daughter been walking y'all. Like she, like she'll just be walking and she'll look at you and throw something at you. Like when she finished drinking her bottle, she'll just throw it at you, throw her plate at you. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. We could either blame it on her being an Aries or her just being entertained by watching you pick up something off the floor that 
she just threw down. I don't know. But that's what's been going on with me and in my household. Other than that, love is love. Y'all already know the vibes per usual. Um, what I wanted to talk about today, I've been getting so many diff- different um, messages since my last clip that I posted from the podcast on the Instagram page for it. So if you're not following Self Care X Chill, you should. And you know, every episode is not um, a visual episode, but I'm trying to start posting clips for y'all. And I feel like the Instagram people like the clips or whatever. So one thing I have been getting messages is my partner want to break up. And even with the last conversation that we had, I don't believe in breaks. That was really interesting because I believe in breaks. So today I want to talk about how love is freedom. Okay. And really like, what does that freedom look like? And I know everybody might not agree with me and I want to keep them. I want to also know, want you to know that I'm keeping in mind that some things are easier said than done. Hold on y'all. Some things are easier said than done. And there's been time and times in my life where I tried to utilize certain things and it hasn't worked out because my love was so possessive. My love was so controlling. And when we love somebody and we care about somebody, I want you forever. Like I want I want to be with you forever. This like you're my you're my home. You're my forever place. And one thing that I realized is that no matter how listen No matter how much this may hurt you, no matter how deeply or painful this may hurt you, no matter how much this may hurt you, love is freedom. And with love being freedom, that's the freedom to do what's best for you. The freedom to do what's been weighing heavy on your heart. The freedom to explore whatever you've been thinking about. And also giving myself the freedom to know that I'm not obligated to stay anywhere where somebody's freedom that I've given them doesn't align with the things that I want for myself. So sometimes we say, oh, well, he want to do this or they want to do that. I don't have to stay anywhere. I want to be able to love. Yes, love is freedom and giving you the space to be and do whatever it is that you want to do. And ultimately, I want to see what you would rather do. But I also don't have to stay through that. I don't have to stay anywhere that makes me uncomfortable. I don't have to stay anywhere that makes me feel like I'm compromising my morals and my my beliefs to make a relationship work. I don't have to stay anywhere that is hurting me. I also give myself the right to experience that same freedom that I want my partner to have or I want the person that I've been with for a long time to have. So that's definitely something to think about. I feel like sometimes... Sometimes we try to control the narrative so much to avoid getting hurt that with us wanting somebody to experience freedom, they experience confinement. I've been places where I've experienced so much confinement in a relationship where I feel like I can't breathe, where I feel like I just need space, where I feel like I'm just drowning and just like somebody being up under me all the time and just smothering me. And then there's other times where you're in a relationship and you feel like being with you is a more intense version of being with myself. Damn, I like you. 
being with you feels like me being with me on a Sunday with a Bath and Body Works candle watching all my reruns, but somebody keeping me company. Your love feels like home. Your love feels comfortable. It feels familiar. It feels safe. It feels warm. It feels like everything that I've ever desired. And not only that, your love allows me the space to continue to be myself. And there's so many times we get in relationships where we're talking to people and it's like, your love wants to change me and not for the better. Your love wants to change me specifically for you. Your love wants me to be more compatible for you or to do things that you just want me to do. And that makes us, that doesn't make any us do anything besides going in the show. Or second guess or feel uncomfortable about things in ourselves that we never had a problem with. You complain so much about me that, and I just feel like I'm not good enough here. Or maybe I just don't belong here. Maybe we're not compatible. If you feel like you have to constantly structure and fix things to make a person more better fitting and compatible, y'all might not be compatible. This may not be working here. If I have to change so much of myself to be able to just love you, then I may not be a person and that's okay. But sometimes we've invested so much time already that we feel like it's too late. Like I can't start over. Or we got five kids together. Or we've been married for years. We are on this never-ending journey of constantly growing and evolving. And I may have loved and been interested in you at that place in my life. But now with this different version, this different version of me requires different things. And when we talk about, um, when we talk about outgrowing people, I always think that at the end of the day, whatever is meant to be is going to be. But if I love you, you can't outgrow me. Because if I love you, I want to support you at whatever journey you are in your life. As long as it's not detrimental to mine, okay? As long as it's not affecting me. But if my partner decided that, you know what, we are going on this health journey. Are we being vegan right now? Like, I love you. I want to follow and support you whatever journey you are on in your life. How could you ever outgrow me? My love runs too deep for you to ever outgrow me. How would my partner be comfortable with seeing me going on my own journey and discovering who I am and growing and healing and not be in, not even be slightly interested in supporting me on that journey on that journey? How could they be comfortable with knowing one day I may look back and realize that like you know what like I'm just a completely different person than who who I was when I met you? I'm out here, I'm learning so much and you are just complacent and you are just okay with who you are. And I can't be supported here because I don't have nobody that's on this level with me to support me here. How can you outgrow somebody you love? So that's something to think about. Even if I don't really understand what you're doing or where you're going or what you're trying to unlock on your journey, I can still support you by just being present. People don't realize how much when you love somebody, just being supportive is such a big thing. I don't have to do what you're doing. My journey is not your journey, but I can support you by just showing up. By just saying, like, how was therapy today? Like, what did you learn? What are you reading? I don't got to do the same thing that you are doing, but I can know that you're support. I can let you know that you're supported and that you're loved and that you're cared about. And that 
through every phase of where you're going and who you're and whatever you're discovering and unlocking will be loved and supported too. I love you. I'm gonna love you the same way I loved you when I first met you. As long as your growth isn't downhill, as long as your growth is positive, and we don't realize that how much support like and some, sometimes we don't realize how much exactly what we need is just support. It's hurtful to feel like you know what I'm growing and I'm involved. I'm evolving and I feel so unsupported. Like I feel like this this journey is all mine. I don't have nobody to share with. I don't have nobody to talk to about it. It's just me alone, just unlocking new things. And that's okay. Sometimes. And then other times we don't realize that we are so alone, alone on a journey because we've isolated ourselves from everybody. We don't allow people the space to show up and support us. Because we don't cut everybody off. I didn't went on this self-care journey. I started loving myself and I freaking, I got everybody on the block list. My friends ain't even do nothing to me. <laughs> Sometimes we think that healing means isolation. And sometimes healing looks like community. And reminding myself and being around people that remind me that I'm loved, that I'm cared for. And giving them the space to support me and show up for me. But I know that sometimes we confuse this self-love journey with being so selfish and I'm just no and just real rigid and tight. Self-love doesn't mean lonely. It doesn't mean isolation. Sometimes it just means being more selective. Sometimes it just means better quality. Yeah, I'm not hanging out with everybody, but I still want to hang out around the people whose spirits are good for my soul, too. I love being around y'all. Like, I love talking to you on the phone. And I understand that certain things I just got to go through and go through on my own. Certain parts of your journey is just for you. But there's also other parts where like this may be just for you. But if you ever need somebody to talk to, you can call me. If there's ever a part of your journey where you feel unloved or you feel like nobody is there for you or you need somebody to listen. How can I show up for you? How can I better love you? And the thing about it is we don't realize how impactful it is to just ask somebody like, how can I show up for you? And this season of your life, how do you need me to love you? I'm not Miss Cleo. I'm not here to be a psychic. If my partner, if they're going through something, or they're doing, or they're just in a different phase in their life, how do you need me to support you through this? And let me tell you something. There's been times where I've communicated with my friends or my partner, and it may be uncomfortable to, to them because they're not used to a person just vocally expressing. That I want to show up for you. How do you need me to be of service? I love you and I want to show up for you. So let me know what you need me to do. And it's been times like, you know what? It's been times where I've had friends who are dealing with loss and some type of grief. And sometimes like we don't know how to like show up or what to say. And it's been times where I'm just like, I love you so much and I'm praying for you. If you need me, you can call me or just let me know how do you need me to show up for you? Because I want to be able to do that. You don't want to be texting somebody. You okay? Hell no. Somebody just died. Why you even ask me? That? Why are you asking me this? Stop asking me stupid questions. Girl, I'm sad. How do you need me to show up for you? That's simple. 
In the same way we accept these things and we value these things from other people that show up for you show up for us in this capacity, let me tell you something, y'all. Don't ever hesitate to allow people to know how grateful you are because they show up for you. Because we are living in a world where everybody feels like they're just obligated to certain things. They feel so obligated and so like not even obligated. We are living in a place where people are just so entitled that their entitlement don't even allow them the space to be grateful. Don't ever forget that what I do, what I do for you because I love you and I care about you, not because I have to. There's not a thing in this world besides raising my kids that I have to do. Everything that I do for you is because of how much I love you. So don't ever hesitate to let somebody know that I appreciate you. I'm grateful to have you. Like, let me, me, I'm going to wear my, listen, despite how many times I've been hurt or been let down or like been made a fool of, fool of I'm never going to stop wearing my heart on my sleeve for the people that I know love me because I don't want them to ever have to second guess or question or whether or not I love them. I love you deep. And there ain't nothing in this world that's out, that I will not do for you as long as it's within my means to be able to do it. Ain't no way that I will never not show up for you. I love everything that you love. And I dislike the things that you dislike too. Okay? And I want to let you know that I appreciate you. I value you. And sometimes my friends might feel like, all right, come on with all the mushy stuff. No. No. I'm not going to stop being mushy just because you're not accustomed to it. Even my son will be like, mom, stop. You're being mushy. (laughs) No, I love you. I care about you so much. Like, I love, I love the people that are around me that support me and show up for me. Shit. <laughs> I love, I love some people still that I'm not even cool with. Just allowing that, allowing yourself to have that space to let people know that you are grateful and that you are appreciative. Life's too short for you to not know how I'm feeling. People be so uncomfortable. Everybody want to be cool. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Listen, in this generation, please take me home. Let me pack my bags. Everybody is so cool. And it's just so annoying. When you just feel like you belong somewhere else. I'm in the, I'm just in a different place. I'm not really understanding. We are in a generation where everybody is just so cool. Nobody Nobody want to express themselves, but more importantly, like I really understand that nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody want to be made a fool of. I think about that so much. It's been times, y'all, where I've been made a big fool of. And you just be feeling like, it's crazy. You know what? When a person play with you or embarrass you, it speaks way more on their character than it does on yours, right? But there's been times where I've really been made a fool of. And for whatever reason, I felt like this was my fault. I felt like it was my fault for not making better decisions. Like, it's been times where I had to really just learn to forgive myself. Why am I, why is this weighing so heavy on me? Feeling like, it was some shit that I did. No, this taught me that I just need to, I need to be more selective with who's around me and make better decisions. 
They did what they did because that's what they wanted to do. I can't walk around carrying it. It was times where I was carrying shit that was heavy. How the f- you let this person do that? And you let them take advantage of you? I'm so freaking stupid. I can't believe I even freaking did this. It's certain things that you got to be like, you know what? I'm releasing this. I don't want to carry this no more. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You ever go over somebody's house that you say that you promised yourself? You promised yourself you was going to stop fucking this person. <laughs> this has been me so many times. You promised yourself that you would leave them alone. You said, I'm not fucking with them no more. I remember you said it. You get over their house and they are still acting like they. you get over their house and they remind you why you stopped fucking with them. And you're just sitting there being so hard on yourself. Like, why the hell did I even come over here in the first goddamn place? I can't stand they ass. <laughs> Y'all, they used to be me. <laughs> Somewhere that I don't want to be. Just mad that I came over there in the first place. Like, why the f- did I even come here? Like, I can't freaking believe this right now. I got to make better decisions. I can't listen. I forgive myself. I forgive myself for making the decisions that wasn't best for me. Doing what I feel like I had to do. It's so easy to forget that like I'm human. I'm human and I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm not always going to make the best decisions. I'm not always going to do what's right or what makes sense. But it's okay because I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm evolving. So don't forget that. Don't beat yourself and be too, be too hard on yourself during your journey. Okay? You're going to make bad decisions. <laughs> be grateful for the people that are around you, that are showing up for you. But also, like, be grateful for yourself. Like, you're doing what's best for you, too. You're making some good decisions. And sometimes, like, listen, there are times where we are just completely wrapped up in giving other people credit. And it's been times where I've, I've been a victim of this. I've done this too. There's been times where we are so wrapped up in giving other people credit that we forget how much credit we deserve ourselves. There are so many times where I felt like, you know, this person was there for me when I didn't have nothing or this person supported me through this. This person did what a friend is supposed to do. At what point, like, have I repaid you back? There's been times where, you know, like this person was with me when my leg got cut off or when I had cancer. And now at this place in my life, they treating me like shit. And I feel like I can't leave because it was with me when I didn't have anything or when I had one leg. This person showed up for me at the capacity that a friend was supposed to show up for me. So at what point do I show myself the same love and gratitude that I'm so busy giving everybody else? I'm proud of me. If you're a mom or you're a parent right now, you listen, I'm proud of you. Because the kids, listen, they don't go to sleep when they said they was going to go to sleep. I'm proud of me. Uh, damn. I'm still finding a reason to smile. Three hours of sleep. Kids calling me all night. 
We, it's so easy for us to congratulate and pat everybody else on the back and not even congratulate ourselves for the small wins. Even if the smallest win was you waking up today. Your life is pretty fucked up right now. I'm, I'm happy that you decided, you know what, to give it another try. You should be proud of yourself. Because we are so wrapped up in the, how big something is that we think that when we congratulate ourselves, it has to be like a new job or I board a house or it has to be something that's super amazing. I'm, I'm grateful that when I read a book, I finish it sometimes. The kids don't even give me the space to breathe. I'm really proud that I finished this book. I was reading um, The Will to Change by Bell Hooks. I finished my Issa Rae book. I'm, I'm prioritizing time for myself to finish what I want to finish. I'm so proud of that. Instead of making excuses and saying, I can't read no book front to back. I got kids. No, I've been so busy a lot of the times congratulating everybody else that even the smallest ones I want to show up for myself and say, bitch, you're doing a good job. Because I know you wanted to give up. I know you wanted to. Listen, I'm proud of myself. I'm on here talking to y'all, dropping another podcast. I could have slept in late today, okay? Do y'all hear the silence in my home? Yes, y'all do. I could have said, uh-uh, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to watch the last episode of The Ultimatum on Netflix. I'm going to order me some blueberry pancakes from First Watch. And I'm going to have me a time today. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> I did think about it. I did lay there for a little while and think like shit. <laughs> Sleep do sound a little good right now. It don't sound halfway bad. But we so wrapped up in things being super big or feeling like it has to be this big accomplishment. And it really doesn't. I can literally show God gratitude and show him how appreciative I am by being grateful for the small things. I'm grateful for, for the people around me that love me. I'm grateful for the times that I'm able to start something and see it through. Because your girl is a procrastinator. I'm grateful when I freaking... Start the laundry, dry the clothes, and fold them the same day? Are you serious? There's been times where I've been washing clothes for two weeks. I wash the clothes, dry the clothes, fold them, put them up same day. And if I was feeling a little sassy, I might have washed the dishes too. Those things deserve gratitude. It may not be big on the scale that y'all are judging things. Yeah, I might not be the goddamn president. But you know what? I'm showing up and keeping promises to myself. And I feel like that deserves some type of pat on the back. And it's not for other people to judge what deserves a pat on the back in my life. I mean, you did wear the clothes and they are yours. You should wash them. Excuse me? <laughs> you don't know what the fuck I've been going through emotionally. These clothes are lucky that I ain't throw them out the goddamn window and say, you know what? I'm going to just wear one outfit for the rest of my life, actually. You don't know what people going through. For you to even judge what type of things they want to pet themselves on the back for. So while you're on this journey and you loving yourself and you evolving and you growing, I hope that people do not forget that this journey is not linear. This journey is twists and turns and different levels and it's a never ending journey. That's, it's never going to be this rest stop or this ending destination of, you know what, now I love myself. No. It's going to constantly be different things for you to tap into. You're going to heal your inner, your mother wound. And you're gonna feel and you're gonna realize that your inner child is still crying from abandonment. Okay. You're gonna realize that you're still in survival mode. You still don't know how to talk to people or accept credit. It's always gonna be something new. Isn't that fun? To know that I'm gonna feel I'm gonna go through this life for the rest of my life feeling like, you know what, I healed this area. And then it's like, it's just like when you in the um arcade and you playing whack-a-mole. 
and you whack one damn mole and then something else pop up, that's literally what your healing journey is going to be like. You whack one mole and then something new pop up. Okay, I forgave my dad for abandoning me. Oh, my mom. Oh, you whack that one down. <laughs> you whack that one down. And now I'm freaking out. I didn't realize how much this had an impact on me and I'm still healing from this. Your life is your life is literally like a whack-a-mole. Okay. If you've ever been like the Chuck E. Cheese or Dave and Busters or anywhere, like it's just this never-ending journey to finding new levels to pa- pa- tap into. And then there's other people going through this journey and they don't give a fuck. They whacked one mole, something popped out, and they said, fuck this. You know what? I'm cool with where I'm at. I'm not growing. This is too much work. And we can't be frustrated with those people. And we can't be, let me tell you something. We can't be upset with the people that whacked one mole and something else popped up. And they said, fuck this. I'm cool. And there's been times where I'm growing and I'm evolving. And I was upset that people like, they're not able to comprehend or have conversations with me as deep as I want them to. Or they're not growing and I'm outgrowing so many people that I care about and they just want to keep doing the same stuff. I was upset with the because the people that I love so much are okay with staying complacent. It's not my job to judge your journey. I don't know how deep those wounds that you got that you want to avoid are cut. And when you unlock certain things and you uncover how certain things impacted you or hurt you, shit, there's been times where I whacked one more and what popped up is just like, mm. Do I want to do I want to revisit how that made me feel? It's some people that like have decided that, you know what? I'm cool with where I'm at right now. I'm in a pretty good emotional state. I don't want to revisit that and be re-triggered. I don't want to relive that. And it's not our job to push people off the ledge and try to force them into the healing journey. You need to do this. And you need to go to therapy. To, yeah, they probably should. <laughs> it probably literally would be what's best for them. It probably would help them tremendously. <laughs> I got a bunch of people in my life that will probably definitely benefit from sitting on somebody's couch. But I also understand why there are certain things that you may not want to talk about. Because had my life played out a little bit differently and I went through the things that you went through, shit, I might want to avoid it too. I might not want to talk about this to, nobo- to nobody else. I might be cool with just suppressing some certain things because it hurts so badly. Especially in a world where people are telling you constantly, get over it, get over it. Not realizing that we are meant to get through it. I I need to feel everything I'm meant to feel so that when I'm having conversations with people or when I'm thinking about certain things, I'm not re-triggered or put back in that place all over again because I've sat with it. Even like when we going through breakups and stuff like that, people are feeling like, how long is it going to take me to get over him? I want to get over him. No, you need to go sit the fuck down and cry. Okay. And then it's okay. It's okay. When I was talking to my sister the other day, we was talking about one of my old boyfriends from high school. My sister, she used to love um, Trey Song's Black Roses, right? I'm not really an R&B girl, never really been an R&B girl. When he broke my heart, I finally understood Trey Song's Black Roses and all those songs. And she's an R&B girl. Like, growing up, if I heard my sister playing, um, unbreak my heart, say you love me again. I said, oh, somebody didn't broke my sister's heart again. She's literally all heart on my sleeve all the time. Just like my mom. It's literally hilarious. I'm listening on the door. Okay. Not a good time. I probably should leave her ass alone. Okay. And I was telling her, remember, um, we were just talking about like old boyfriends that we had in high school. I'm like, remember you used to always play Trey Song's Black Roses and all that stuff. And then when Rel broke my heart, girl, I kept playing that. And I finally understood, like, I get why my sister listens to this sad shit, but I'm not a sad music girl because in my mind, 
I'm already sad. Why am I playing something that's making me even sadder? Why am I kumbaya with a song that's making me feel even more awful? <laughs> uh, so most of the time now, like if I'm sad or feeling some type of way, yeah, play something else. Even this um, song, what is this song? <sighs> Just give me a second, y'all. My grandma would play this song. It's a gospel song. And I'm like, I will always start turn this off because it will make me want to cry. Um, it's Smokey Norville. I don't know the name of the song. Maybe it's I Need You Now. And I don't even listen to gospel music. I think like it's not a second or another minute. Uh, not an hour or another day. Okay, if you got a song or like a playlist, Google Smokey Norfolk. Okay. I Need You Now. Okay, I'm on live on Instagram, y'all, while I'm doing a podcast. And they just confirmed. It's Smokey Norfolk. I Need You Now. If you are in the mood to fucking cry. Add it to the goddamn playlist. I think I had just had a miscarriage or something and my grandma was in the car playing it. Like, what, Nana? Turn this off. Like, what the hell is this? Like, God forbid I'm about to show emotions in front of people right now. Especially when we are at a place in our life where we just got so accustomed to suppressing, suppressing emotions. And the people, that's why I say all the time that people do not realize how much strength it takes to be vulnerable. It's so much... It's so much easier to just say, fuck this. I don't care. Y'all got me fucked up. I'm cutting everybody off. You hurt me. I talked about this on the last podcast before, like a couple podcasts ago. It takes so much strength to be vulnerable because you allow people to space to hurt you again. Like that's why after being vulnerable and getting hurt again, it just hurts so much deep. I told you this shit hurt me. I told you how this affected me. It made me feel, and you did that shit again. I feel so unconsidered now. Not even thinking that we are all human and nobody's going to be perfect, okay? That's like, okay, cool. None of us are perfect. I get it. But that doesn't mean I can walk around just not having no ex- expectations. Because if it's certain shit that you want to do and you feel like it may hurt me, you can literally just not be around me or just leave me alone. Because at minimum, I want to feel considered. It's certain things that I know you're not going to do because you consider how it will make me feel. It's certain things that I know you're not going to do because of how you feel about yourself. Even if at minimum, even if you're not worried about how it will affect me, I know that you're such a good person. It's certain shit that you ain't never going to do to me because of how you feel about yourself. And that's so why, that's why it's so important that we focus on the quality of the people that we, that we spend our time with, that we focus on character. And then there's other times where we feel, we feel like, you know what, Maui, I thought they had good character and they did some shit that I could have never imagined them doing. Like they hurt me in ways like I would have never had them for doing that shit to me. And then it made me realize, you know what, well, certain things are so easy and so cool because the relationship that me and you got ain't never been tested in any kind of way. Like we ain't never have no kind of disagreements, no battles or anything for me to even see what you would do for me. To see the limits. Even when y'all in a relationship and y'all say, oh, Maui, I'm talking to this guy and it's so hard for me to ask for money. I got to ask you for $20 or something, okay? I need to see, like, damn, I'm going, my electric cut off and this person telling me, damn, what you going to do? And now you're in a full-blown relationship with somebody that you're calling stingy. Because you avoided all those things in the beginning that would expose them for who they truly are. Your electric cut off, you need $20. 
I ain't got 20 for you, okay? Because normally I'm the one asking you for money. But what I do got is $5. So now you only need 15 You almost there. I'm going to show up at whatever capacity I can at the time. I'm not going to leave you out here to dry. But I may not have a 20 for you. And because Keisha up the street... Listen, let me tell you something. Just because Keisha up the street got the whole 20 for you, don't make her a better friend. Because she just has more money than me. That's why when you say, when you see the little post on social media and they be like, oh, you went with him because he had the money and I didn't have it. And you thought that was the better choice. Yeah, because we in a shallow, materialistic ass world. It was nothing for her to give it to you. I gave you all I had. And the fucked up part about that is we are, a lot of us are in relationships or have friendships with a person that's giving us all we they have. And because we desire so much more, we so unappreciative and ungrateful. Like you doing the bare minimum. To what standard? To what standard am I doing the bare minimum when I'm literally giving you all that I have? Do you need more? Because this may this may be a your bare minimum may be abundance to somebody else. And it's also not my job to overcompensate in the areas that you don't show up for yourself. It's literally not my job to show up for you in the areas that you don't show up for yourself. And you're telling me everything I do is bare minimum because you don't do shit for yourself. I can't. I'm only like your partner, your friends are literally only supposed to add on top of what you create for yourself. That's why it's so important for us to remain individuals and find things that we love to do and make us happy. Because when you come into my life, you're you make me happier. You add to the happiness that I've created for myself. You make me being with you right now, talking to you makes me feel more loved. It makes me feel heard. I hear me. Okay? I hear me when I'm silent. I I hear me when I'm hurting. I hear me when I don't understand. But being around you and talking to you makes me feel even more hurt. The people around you are supposed to add. Not create something that for you that just doesn't exist. That's not fair. Like that's literally, that's a super un-freaking unbalanced playing field for you to bring me into your life. Expecting me to do things for yourself. Do things for you that you don't even do for you. I want to be romance. I want to be courted. You don't even show yourself no love. You neglect yourself in every area of your life. And that was my job to just try to romance you and wow you every single day of the week. You don't even hang out with any friends. You don't do nothing for yourself. Not a self-care date. Not a movie alone. Never brought yourself flowers in your life. And now I'm just supposed to create all these tricks out of the head when, because you can't bring me into your world to add more value. You can't bring me into your world and say, these are the things that I do for me and the things that I love to do. And I like to do this on the weekend because you can't add me into your life to bring more value. You're expecting me to create some shit that you've never created for you. And unfortunately, the people who have patience that may come into your life and create all of these things and eventually get tired of doing it. Now, when they leave, you feel like you have nothing. I don't even know who I am no more. I don't know what I am. I feel so unloved. I feel Because you put so much power in their hands to show up for you in the capacities that you were supposed to be showing up for you like (laughs) it's my partner job to show up for me and make me happy but it's also my job too and on the days where we feeling like really kind of frisky we might come into each other's world and do some shit like yesterday last night I was feeling real frisky so I laid on the couch and watched um, Cameron and Mace podcast with him completely uninterested 
I literally don't care about the podcast at all. He be in the living room cracking it, watching it. But since I was feeling like feeling myself last night, I laid on the po- I laid on the couch and listened to the podcast with him. I came into your world with you, and he looked at me like you don't even care. No, I don't. But I care about the person laying on the couch. So kiki ki, ha ha ha. This is kind of funny. <laughs> then he maybe like ten minutes in, I said, "All right, I'm going to bed," like because I just don't understand it. But when you create a life for yourself and you are individual and you have things that you love, you allow that space for me to come into your world. Even if I don't understand this shit. If I would have met, when I met him and I wanted to, and I was getting, I was in my plant journey. You know, when you're in a self-love journey, you got to, at some point, you got to get you a plant. It's only right that you get a plant and you name it. I don't know what it is. You just need a plant. You have never really been on a self-care journey. At no point of the journey that you didn't get a plant. You didn't have an obsession with candles and that you've never had sage. This is like the starter pack of I'm trying to heal. Just life is just fucked up right now. I'm just trying to find my way. Okay. This is like the starter pack. So if there's anybody listening right now, you're trying to figure out where do I start? I don't know. Just get a plan. Just go from there. Start right there. And you need a journal. Okay. Except for the plan, everything else you can get from Marshall's, Ross, or TJ Maxx. The journal, the candle, you need a mug. A wine glass too. All of these things, Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx. You got to go somewhere else for the plan. But this is like the starter pack of, I don't want time for the dumb shit no more. I got a mug and you need some tea, but you can also get the tea from Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx. But you need tea because like self-care girls drink tea too. You need wine. So then when people FaceTime you, what you doing? Nothing. Relaxing. Unbothered. Unfazed. And so that sometimes on your Insta story, you got to post your wine glass while you're in a bubble bath. These are like things I was doing as like, I am here. I am growing. I'm, <laughs> I'm sage in this place. I did not know what y'all girls was using sage for. <laughs> Just walk around the house affirmations. I don't know. Didn't like the smell of sage. I'm like, ooh, I don't like the smell. Am I the problem? But this is the starter pack. And finding things that like that you like to do and that you enjoy to do so that when people come into your life, you can bring me into your world, okay? <laughs> Nori's talking about that's my vibes. This is this is literally your vibes all the time, though. The wine glass and the furry robe. My friend in the comments, the wine glass walking through the house in a furry robe, okay, with her hair did. That's her consistent vibe all the time. Self-care journey or not. She's just on a soft journey of this is what I deserve. But allowing that space to figure out what it is that I like and what do I like to do so that I can share this with somebody else. When I met him, I'm like, let's go to Lowe's. I can get a plant. This man surprised me a couple days later with shirts that say plant parent. And it was so thoughtful and it meant so much to me. And I've lost weight now and I can finally fit the plant parent shirts that he bought me when we first met. And I wasn't even like a plant parent on that journey yet. like, But because you... Figured out something that I like. Like these, like my adopted kids. Like I don't even know if I deserve the title of parents. I I can't even keep these plants alive. But because you see something that I care about and that I like, you want to add value to it because like she like plants and shit. She can't keep them alive. The look, the piece of lilies she got don't got no lilies no more. But I'm, I seen these plant parent shirts and it made me think of her. And I'm just looking at him with the shirts like, wow, this was really nice and thoughtful. Now I 
have to try to keep these plants alive. A lot of us don't even know what we like. We don't do anything by ourselves. Everything that we we do is associated with other people. We hang out with our friends. We hang out with our man. We go to our sister house. Just a lot of people to distract us and take up time. It's too much accountability in being alone, of course. Like I said before in the, in the last podcast, I didn't really like being by myself because I didn't know how to make her happy and show up for her. Didn't know what to do for her. Until I did. And then I can date and be around people and be like, this shit not going to work for me. And then on the highest level of my journey, I, I allowed myself to release the, the need of communicating people to kill time. Because at one part of the journey, I was texting a lot of people that I knew it was no future with, going out with people on dates that I knew it was no future with. At one part, part of the journey, I was just cool with like, you know what? This is just going to be what it is. I can't fake this shit no more. I'm not faking no conversations. I'm not faking interest. I'm not. I don't like this. And thank God I just wasn't a person who freaking hormones are constantly raging to the point where I'm being dick crazy. Like, oh, but I got needs. My needs ain't never been strong enough that I want to lay next to a person that just. I don't even really know him like that. Or I do know him and he's actually horrible. He's really a piece of crap, okay? <laughs> like I told y'all, there's been times where freaking I have an ex that I keep going back to and he is a piece of fucking shit, okay? <laughs> and I'm just trying to discover myself on my journey and I keep going back to him and I'm laying next, I'm laying there staring at the freaking ceiling just wanting to cry. Why did I come over here? Why do I keep fucking with you? God removed this demon from my life. Like, please. That's why I feel like even in those moments where I kept going back and I, like I said, like I forgive myself for making bad decisions when I know no better. Like I also forgive myself for desiring companionship so much that I made bad decisions. I forgive myself for settling with half-ass company and company that I deserve. Like I forgive myself for all of those things. But I also want to feel like, you know what, after I forgive myself that I consciously make better decisions. Like, you can't say, God, oh my gosh, thank you so much for something. And you literally go do it the same thing. Go do the same thing. <clears throat> There's been times where I felt that way. And I also felt like, oh, why do I keep going back? Like, there's times where I have voice notes in my phone, like, and I'm in a voice note so that I can go back and listen to it. And I'm crying in my voice note saying, I can't stand this person. I want to leave them alone. I don't like them. I don't like nothing about them. They're disgusting. God, do what you're supposed to do. I don't know what. And God's saying, you're like, you do what you're supposed to do. You're the one that ain't got no discipline, no self-control. And as corny as people say that love languages is, and we talk about soul ties and all these different things, we don't realize that the reason that we keep fucking somebody is because all of our love languages get activated during sex. And we like, I've got a soul tie to the... No. This person, you and this person are completely incompatible. Y'all do not. Y'all don't belong together in this life, the next life, or the third one. Okay? Nothing about this is right. It's water and oil. But every time y'all have sex, every single love language is activated. Physical touch, quality time, affirmation, 
small acts of kindness, every love language that has been freaking neglected. Every single part of you who that has just been craving to feel loved and feel touched and to feel alive gets activated while I'm having sex with a person that I know I ain't got no business with. Even if you was arguing, listen, even if you was arguing with this person all day long, ain't it, ain't it frustrating that when y'all in a bit now we're on the same page because we both want the same thing? I've been arguing with you from since nine in the morning. I've been arguing with you since 9 o'clock this morning, okay? It is 9 p.m. And now we cool because we know what's about to happen. You know what? There's been times where I had to realize exactly why I'm here. Why do I keep, what is it about them that I keep going back to? What is it that I'm craving so much that I feel like only they have? How can I give it to myself or how can I satisfy myself in other ways? Whereas though I'm not desperately craving it so bad to the point where I'm willing to get it from a place, from a person that I don't even like. So if there's anybody listening right now at any part of your journey, like forgive yourself, y'all. I'm telling you, the forgiveness is for you in any aspect. Forgive yourself. And we'll talk about this more. Next episode, we are going to dive into things to forgive ourselves for, for. Next episode, I wanted to just be not even a long episode, but a short episode filled with some affirmations and things that I personally want to forgive myself for. And that could be all our homework tonight, y'all. <laughs> Making a list of things that I'm, for, I'm forgiving myself for this and I'm releasing this. And I put a post, I'm going to put a post up on a self-care page. If it's anything that you want to put in the comments that may inspire somebody to be like, you know what? I want to forgive myself for that too. That part of my journey needs extra love and some more forgiving. Whatever it is. I forgive myself for making the decisions that I made when I did not know no better. And it's okay. And she's still going to make bad decisions sometimes because she's still learning and she's still growing. And a goal is not perfection, it's progress. I'm doing my best and every time it's going to be a little bit more progress. So I love y'all so much. And thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Maui, everybody's favorite relationship podcast. (laughs) 